The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Go get a cup of coffee in here, please. America, you've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about kumbaya and flat earth insanity. Stand up comedy? You want stand up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit down comedy. It's time for Coffee with the Dog. You make me laugh. Those impacts. Definitely. Uh, all right, guys. Can you turn it down a little bit over there? That was bad. Those impact shots. Oh, my goodness. You can actually feel them. I don't know if you're wearing headphones. If not, if you're just listening on your phone, maybe not. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, Friday, isn't it? Feels like Friday. Feels like today's Tom Sawyer. Mean, mean pride on a Friday. Pride Friday. This is Pride Month. I have no pride. Um, but you know, if you're one of the people uh, celebrating Pride, God bless you. Uh, knock yourself out. Have uh, have a good month. Have a safe month. Uh, don't get into too many political arguments. That's all I have to say. I'm tired, but um, I can just like mail it in today. Really, I can just mail it in. I have a phone number if anybody wants to call in um, and test the phone lines. I don't even know if it's going to work. I really don't, but I really don't care much either. Today (laughs) is Friday, June 2nd, 2023. Uh, Not much to even talk about today. I did get the uh, URL. Uh, for Robert's uh, thing next week over in Louisville. It's Laugh Louisville. Uh, link is in yesterday's description. I have it here somewhere, too. It's it's this thing. Uh, WorldSeriesOfComedy.com slash Louisville. You can go right there. Now, it's funny how they break this thing down. It is like the Final Four. Uh, it, right now, uh, they have the wild card night people set, but then from that point on, it's like it depends on who wins on what night and all that kind of thing. It's going to be a long, a marathon of comedy uh, from Wednesday to I think Sunday. Be- I'm not even sure about this now. I got to go back and look, but I think the wild card and then four days. I don't know. Louisville World Series of Comedy, Louisville. It would be good to get the uh, founder. I was just reading about last night. If I seem out of it, guess what I did last night? Yeah, gummies. You're right. Um, I only do one gummy, and I did it earlier. Um, 
and still the rapid onset ones. And still pretty stoned into the middle. And just do one. It's weird. And it's not really that rapid onset, to be honest with you. Um, but here's the thing. I had a Heineken. A Heineken. One one of those big ones. The, not, not the huge ones. But I think it's 16 ounce. Um, <laughs> with the shortly after the, the gummy, and I'm not a drinker, and but the Heineken messed me up more. So I'm thinking, you know, marijuana is a gateway to beer. Um, so don't let your kids don't let your kids get messed up on marijuana because before you know it, they'll be drinking a Heineken. That's all I'm saying. And uh, so I was messed up last night. That's <laughs> is no. Um I don't even know why I brought that up. Oh, because I'm just tired. <laughs> That's why and I don't I was reading the World Series of Comedy uh from Louisville. Uh but I forgot the guy's name, the founder. But I would be good to get him on. Cause he seemed like he was probably when I was looking at the website, seems like he was probably a um <laughs> a comedian on his own and got into the business end. Listen, I don't, I'm not sure that that's the proper transition to make. If you're a comedian, you probably, uh, Joe, oh, good morning, Robert. Good morning, uh, Walt, uh, Joe Lowers. Yeah. If you're a comedian, running a comedy club is, it's got to be hell. Because, well, I'm just thinking. Because I know, <laughs> I know musicians who have uh, started running music clubs, and the crap you got, you understand, you start to understand the different perspective. Uh, you know, the the other side, the venue owner, the booker. You start to understand their perspective a little more when you're running the business. But but you also get to see what assholes we performers can be. I'm not saying we all are, but you know, <laughs> you know that some of us are assholes, and I know I have been, and uh, which is why Mikey handles most of the business for the band now, if I'm honest. Because I knew, I recognized about 15 years ago, I'm just not a cool guy. <laughs> I'm just not I don't, and I don't you know some people like me and you can hang out with me that's not I'm not being self-deprecating here I'm not a cool guy when it comes to staying cool in business somebody pissed me off you know you gotta kind of bite your tongue sometimes and be political and and keep relationships open me I'm the kind of guy if a club owner starts to fuck with me I would choke him. <laughs> now, speaking of that, I, the last time we played Memories 2 in Williston Park, New York, wasn't the last time. It was next to the last time or right around the last time uh, before COVID, obviously, because Bobby died from COVID very early on. Um, Bobby, who was the, the agent who was booking us there, uh, ended up grabbing the owner 
<laughs> by his uh, lapels and shaking him and, you know, giving him the old, don't you try to pull that bullshit on us. It was one of those things, you know. And the, the room was pretty packed that night, but it wasn't as packed as what it, it had been for 12 years of once a month playing there. And the guy was complaining he was going to try and sh- uh, stiff us a little bit on the money. And Bobby grabbed him by his lapels and was was shaking the life out of him. Um, and that's how I handle things. Not the right way to handle things. It's not the right way to handle things. Uh, but the right way to handle things often ends up you get fucked. You, you, you settle for being taken advantage of. That's why I have little tolerance for it. But the, the other part, the point I was making is once you become on the other side of that, you get to see that the asshole uh, <laughs> phenomenon works both ways. We can be assholes too. Club owners can be assholes, but so can performers. It's just a fact. In my Facebook memories today, oh, excuse me, the allergies are getting me again. It's, it's that time of year. Uh in my Facebook memories this uh, this morning, came up 10 years ago. I should see if I can find that. Where's memories? Is there memories in here? Uh, come on, dude. Anyway, uh, the story I have told a couple of times, here it is, memories, on the program about when I was separated from my wife. Uh, and I had just moved into this... Uh, little house I was renting by myself. Uh, I'm going to read you because this is my Facebook memory from 10 years ago today. So that means the the night before, 10 years ago last night, (coughs) is uh, is when I discovered the bones. It says, uh, I'm starting to think uh, I'm starting to think the guy who lived uh, lived here before me may have been a serial killer. Okay, maybe you can explain away uh, one of the a set of bones, but the skeleton in the dungeon feels like a clue. Cops have been called twice and laughed it off both times. Uh, there were five comments on here. Um, somebody wanted to know what happened. Oh, uh, Laura Barron, who was a friend of Van, said, what happened? What are you talking about? And I, I said, I found bones in the yard. They looked human. I called the police. They came and uncovered a strange concrete bunker in the backyard <laughs> and find a skeleton. <laughs> they left it off, took a report, and left the bones. Detectives came and took another report. Uh, nobody ever went down into the dungeon to see what's underneath it or take the bones from the yard for testing. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. I've told that story uh, probably five or six times now over the last couple of years. I don't know why it keeps coming up, but to see that memory, this is from this is my account, my uh, spontaneous account from the, I probably wrote it, the, you know, yeah, June 2nd, uh, 2013, I probably wrote it that night. So it was probably, you know, right after it happened. So, it's, you know, the notes match up to the way I remember it pretty good. At least my long-term memory is still intact. Uh, 
So anyway, yeah, so it's been 10 years since that. Nothing ever. I've tried following up on it for years. Never heard anything more about it. Like, But I do think. Well, you know, first of all, the house next door that I I had suspected might be involved in this bone <laughs> boneyard that I have, that was occupied by a bunch of vagrant people from a halfway house who should not have been in there. The house was empty because the people who actually lived in the house right next to me died and had no the house was paid off and they had no descendants. So the house was just under, you know, some caretaker who was really not a caretaker. And so homeless people or halfway house people took it over as it looked kind of like a drug den, like they were scared. And I didn't know they were in there. Nobody knew they were in there. They would come in late at night, sneak in. I guess they found an opening and had a key or whatever. And they would come in there at night. So I had this, uh, every t- once in a while, I would see the lights go on. And I was like, weird. I, I thought everybody would, I thought the guy died over there. But every once in a while, I see the lights go on. That's kind of spooky. I thought they were involved. Uh, they actually ended up robbing me when I was getting back together with my wife. I uh, came home for a weekend. And then when I went back on a Tuesday morning, I uh, went to open the door and everything was, you know, thrown all over the place. And I realized all my computers were gone. All my guitars were gone. Uh, amplifiers were, were missing. Video systems were missing. Everything that I made my living with was missing. All my musical equipment was gone. And I called the cops and they uh, suggested my wife might have set me up. Come on home for the weekend. Yeah. And while I'm there, no, it was, it turned out to be the people next door. The cops went on, you know, they were just looking in the window and said, Hey, can you come over here? That looked like one of your guitars. Yes, that's one of my guitars. Okay. Go in and all my stuff is there. They set it up. They were having a party playing my stuff. <laughs> uh, so that's, that was uh, 10 years ago now. Time flies because it seemed like a lot longer than that. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Uh, anyway, we do have a phone number, 617-769-5242, if you want to call in. If you don't, that's cool, too. I, I got really nothing to say here except that uh, cold coffee is damn good this morning. You know, I almost made I almost made a pot of weak coffee because I had too much water in the pot. And then I said, oh, stop myself. I forgot. I put the grounds in first. And uh, I knew I had only made enough for two cups for me this morning because I'm trying to cut down. I'm trying to be a little less caffeinated. Just a little less caffeinated. Two cups a day at my age should be cool, right? No. You're not buying it. All right. That's fair. You don't have to buy it. Anyway, um... But I had enough for six cups in there. I was, oh my god! If I had to, the the trauma that would have caused to have such weak coffee. Uh, I don't think I I would have gotten over it. I th- but it just came out perfect. Now this is the perfect cup of coffee. It's Koa coffee with the exact right amount of water to coffee bean stuff. So it's a happy Friday here. 
uh, cold coffee. You should get some, and then you will have the perfect cup of coffee. This episode is brought to you by Koa Coffee. If you are a coffee connoisseur and want to experience the best coffee Hawaii has to offer, no blend, no compromise, try the true taste of aloha. Koa Coffee produces premium Hawaiian coffee, hand-picked, expertly roasted, and delivered from Hawaii to your door with aloha. From award-winning 100% Kona coffee grown on the slopes of the Mauna Loa volcano to the unique mocha beans of Maui, they strive to provide their loyal customers with the best quality and freshness. Since 1997, Koa Coffee has been known far and wide as a product of utmost quality and their awards prove it. Koa Coffee was featured in Forbes' Top 10 Coffees of the World. This is the coffee Forbes called the best coffee in America. Find out what it's all about. Go to minddogtv.com slash coffee. You know, I forgot to say, uh, you're listening to Coffee with Dog. I forgot all about that, didn't I? Coffee with a Dog is live streaming now. Thank you for that, because I had forgotten completely all about that this morning. Uh, Craig says two thirty-two ounce cups a day. That's a lot. Uh, so I'm looking over Louisville, laugh Louisville, uh, and the World Series of Comedy. They have sixteen people in the first round, which is Wednesday night, June seventh, eight p.m. Kentucky time. I mean, what is Kentucky Eastern or not? I don't know. They don't tell you here. Oh, yeah. What time zone is Kentucky in? Uh, you see, I was thinking about this last night. Uh, I need to learn to type at the even at this age. Uh, <laughs> this pecking with one finger thing uh, is not cool. It's, but this keyboard is well shoot for this computer. Is, uh, oh, that's my excuse. It is an east. Oh no, it's Kentucky in. Eastern time zone is in effect for uh, for about 60% of Kentucky. Oh, it's one of those states. Um, oh, Robert, uh, Robert beat me too. I should pay attention to the chat room. Louisville is Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, yeah, because only 60% of the state is in Eastern Time, and the other 40% is in Central Time. It's one of those states that gets divided by it. You know, if, uh, we really... We just need to call it one, two, three, four, five. What time is it? Five. Even if it's dark out, well, it, the whole world should be on one number system of tw- one to twenty-four. What time is it? One, two, three, four, five. Whatever. No time zones. Simplify everything. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, nineteen. Ah, I fooled you. <laughs> idiot anyway uh so but okay six (laughs) 16 people on wednesday night um now one of them is from louisville kentucky pete wall wally neck number two on the list and i don't know if this is the order they're going to perform uh but i'm sorry i have a problem with this all right i'm going to protest uh He's a hometown. He's a ringer. 
And you can't tell me the judges are not going to be affected by him bringing every one of his friends and family and screaming their asses off. Uh, oh, like it's the funniest shit they ever heard. People are going to be falling out of their seats. He's he's, he's, he's a local. Everybody else is New York, New York, uh, Hamilton, Ohio, uh, Frisco, Texas. That's a good one. I like that one. Indianapolis, Indiana, Millbury, Mass, Spring, Texas, Evansville, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, another New York, New York. Oh, we were represented twice there. The city's so nice, you got to say it twice. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska, Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, Chicago, Illinois, Robert from Lexington, South Carolina, uh, Columbus, Ohio, and Phoenix, Arizona. But the Louisville, Kentucky guy, he's got an edge, whether anybody going to admit that or not. He's got an edge. He's going to pack the place full of friends and family. All right. And then Thursday night, I guess. Now, why do they have nine people on? Oh, I, I see what happened. So Wednesday, you get the winner. Uh, the winner, also only one winner from those 16 people, one person from those 16 people is going to make it to the next round. So we need to get represented there, man. We got Everybody needs to go out there and get online and vote for Robert in that one. So he at least makes it to Thursday night here. And then if we can get Robert through that round, then he goes up against uh, people from Middletown, Ohio, another Louisville, Kentucky. See? All these Louisville people, they should be, they should recuse themselves from the competition. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and, and then, oh, somebody from Islip, New York, who is it, Tom, De, on Friday night, there's Tom DeSillis, I don't know him, he's from Islip, New York, I gotta look him up, local guy. Uh... I'll be honest with you. Robert's the only one I, I, I know on, on any of this list. That doesn't mean they are not successful comedians. That just, just points out how many people in comedy there are. I don't know any of these people. I'm trying to find one name. No. Wow. Man, there's a lot of comedians working today. So this is, you know, these are good people. They had to get past, they had to qualify to get in the competition. Uh, so, oh, Robert's saying, I'm sorry. I got to pay attention to what's going on in the, the chat here. Robert's saying uh, three make it to the next round, but one for each of the three groups. Oh, so three of the 16 make it, but I guess they only compete Friday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, Friday, Thursday, or Friday. I don't know what's going on. Friday, semifinals, comic from... Oh, so complicated. <laughs> you need a bookie to figure out who to bet on here. On uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then the... Oh, so they have two shows on Saturday. Semifinals. There you go. That's why... I... I thought it was going to Sunday. So two shows on Saturday. It does not go to Sunday. So it's Saturday night. They have two shows. 8 p.m. is the semifinals. And then the final show is at 10 p.m. Well, we wish uh, Robert luck in that. Let's see Let's see if we can uh, help him get 
at least through the first round and then take it from there. Anyway, call in. I'm not saying be a ringer, but you know, show you show your support. And if there's voting from the uh, audience, you know, yesterday we're talking about because I'm seeing this Vinnie Vanelli poster um, about questions about best comics from Canada, and I can't believe I didn't say Norm Macdonald. Like I, that wasn't the first one that came to me because I think you know Norm. Man, this is how quickly we can, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Holy crap. He's only been gone, what, a year? But, man, I mean, that's a sin on my part to forget about Norm. How do you forget about Norm? Anyway, uh, I can't think, you know, you, you could say Martin Short, but I can't think of anybody a Canadian comedian that impresses me more than Norm Macdonald. Shame on me for not coming up with that immediately. But yeah, so there's lots of stuff that I didn't hear from anybody with ideas for uh, Vinny Foy's man on the street thing in Toronto. It's not easy. If you, you know, the whole man on the street thing, when you see people doing that on television, if you have a television, <laughs> if you have a television, what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> when you see people doing that man on the street thing, and you tend to think, well, that's uh, give them give them some respect, man. That's not an easy job. Nobody wants to talk to you, even if they see cameras, even if they see uh, your network stuff. Most people don't want to be bothered. Some people are going to be rude. You got to watch out for who you get. I mean, especially when it's live, because they could say anything. It's not an easy job. That's all I'm saying. Um, the debt ceiling thing was was uh, uh, signed off on yesterday. Well, both the House passed it and the Senate passed it. Now it's going to Biden's desk for him to sign it. So we've avoided, at least for now, at least for now, great big Great Depression. I was seriously. They do this every time. They do this every time. They wait till the last minute. Of course, they're gonna negotiate back and forth, but they fuck with people's uh, last nerve when they do that. And I was seriously thinking that we were probably headed towards a Great Depression, economic depression. I don't mean like me taking too many gummies and laying on the couch <laughs> and god forbid ending up a beeraholic so um i'll be playing this weekend but without the band and yesterday i don't know what's wrong with me this is why i'm you know when I, i'm talking about depression like it's it's uh been diagnosed with I, I don't even I don't even know that I buy into clinical depression as a diagnosis but what do I know I'm not a psychiatrist I'm not a psycho a psychologist and uh before you send any hate mail on that subject I'm just saying I don't know what cl- what really defines clinical uh depression or where the, the lines but I'm starting to feel like maybe there, 
there are some clues that I might have it. And then one of them is whenever I don't show up for gigs now, that did not happen yesterday, but it has happened in uh, the last month twice, twice. It never happened before in my life where I forgot I had a gig and just got a phone call. Hey, where are you? Oh, I forgot I have a gig today. Happened twice in the last two months. And yesterday, I was thinking my gig started at 2.30. And uh, so I was getting, it was like, uh, I think, what, what, what was it, 12.50. And I went and I looked at the contract and I said it starts at 1.30. Holy crap. It, it's a 48-minute drive. I've got 35 minutes to get there. <laughs> Uh, and how does that happen? Like, I'm so careless that I'm not even paying attention to the co contract. That kind of makes me think maybe I'm going through some kind of depression. Just like, for me to not care about my gigs, this is the only thing I wanted to do with my life. And for me to not care about it is very weird. I'm trying to figure, you know, you people, you want me to get on the couch. You want me, and you can all diagnose me. This is what I, I'm looking for here. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I rushed to the gig again, <laughs> and it's a 48 minute drive by GPS, uh, 35 minutes to get there. I was only five minutes late. You figure out how fast I was going and the entire way there's new signs in New York that say enhanced speed limit enforcement in place. And I'm thinking, I'm paranoid about this, but I, I do think they've expanded the red light camera bullshit to include speeding. And the only hope I have um, is to be going so fast <laughs> that the HD cameras cannot pick up um, it's just blurry. The license plate is too blurry for them because I'm going too fast. That's the only hope I can have about that, if that's what they're doing. And I do think I read in Newsday recently that that's what they were planning on doing is expanding red light cameras to speeding cameras. Now, that, because speeding is a, a moving violation, it should be points on, on your license. I think it's unconstitutional because you can't tell Maybe they can't tell now with face re facial recognition who's driving the car, right? They can get the license plate number, but they, I don't know. I wasn't even behind the wheel that day. I don't know who's driving it. <laughs> it's your car. You're responsible for it. Oh, well, can we apply that to guns? No, no, we can't apply that to guns. Uh, Craig says, when was the last time you took a week off just to just chill? I don't know, uh, because there's no such thing as just chilling in my world. Um, even if I take, a, I don't do anything. No, there, there's never been a week where I don't have a gig. In forty-five years, um, because also in my memories on Facebook this morning, I was seeing that. Uh, 13 years ago, 14 years ago, I was living in Key West. But even then, 
I took a, a brief time to uh, get away from the band, but went down to Key West, but was still gigging every weekend. And what was going on then, that in my memories, uh, talking about the uh, CEO of uh, DP, British Petroleum, complaining about uh, he wants his life back after the big oil spill. You remember that big oil spill in the Gulf? Uh, when Obama first uh, was elected, right after Obama was elected, there was a, and they were trying to blame it on him, like, it's your fault for not, and then they were like, it's his responsibility to get it cleaned up. Which I guess it is to re- respond to it in some way. Anyway, that's what was going on. But to answer the question, I, I don't think there's been a week where I haven't had something to do just chill and definitely always had a uh some gig music gig some or magician gig <laughs> or radio gig uh i haven't had a real vacation from that ever i'm thinking even when i was in vegas all those times every year i went to vegas but I was still working. It was a working vacation. Um, I would be in Vegas covering Naha, which is National Academy of Hairdresser Awards. It's like their Oscars for hairdressers, and you're laughing. Well, they sell out Mandalay Bay for an entire week. Uh, which is a big hotel, and all the ballrooms are having hairdresser shows for a week, and then there's the big award show where the celebrities come. And I, my thing was, I was directing the live stream, video stuff, uh, video production, and transmission and broadcast of the thing. And we had more, <laughs> far more viewers worldwide. Uh, than any musical comedy show or even like Super Bowl <laughs> would ever have online. The hairdresser stuff is really big. So, yeah. And they, um, they, it show it up big time. So every time I went to Vegas, I was, I was working at least a couple of days while I was there. Every time I went to any place, any city, I was still working. Craig's making me feel bad now. I'm thinking I really do need to take a a real, honest to good vacation, but I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I'd get all gummied out. <laughs> By the way, it's been so too long since I've I've been writing songs back to the old way of uh, writing songs from boomers two generation i really i found out today i'm a boomer too they actually have a list on twitter where they rebroke down uh the, and not everybody got 15 20 years in their gen, dead generation label um <laughs> some of them only got 10 years some of them only got seven years and i wonder how who had that happen do we get shortchanged on on our generation label <laughs> anyway, they did break it down between Boomers 1 and Boomers 2. Wait, do, why would I bring that up again? Uh, oh, because Boomers 2 are forgetful. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Um, 
it is interesting though that the World War Two, they just call the World War Two generation. And they only had five years, nineteen twenty-two to nineteen twenty-seven in their uh birth, you know, window to be included in that generation. That's a short generation, just five years. Um also um the life expectancy in the US is uh dropping. Not good news. But it's that shouldn't be surprising news. Cause now we saw the the life expectancy increase for a period, but that was before my generation. That's kind of generational stuff. The generation who used to chase the bug man. Now, I don't know if, and you're probably in different parts of the country. Maybe you don't have the bug man, but in the coastal areas, when I was a kid, there were trucks driving around neighborhoods blasting out ddt ddt bug spray poison in huge quantities i mean big old billowing gigantic smoke clouds of ddt and kids and parents encouraged this kids would run behind the truck and get high off the fumes the bugs oh you get all dizzy and weird and giggly yeah you fucking inhaling ddt you're inhaling bug poison. And Mikey's father used to tell him five bucks if you could touch the bumper of the car running behind the truck. And if you could touch the bumper, you get five bucks. Kids would get on their bikes and ride as fast as they could. So they were aspirating as fast as they could, sucking in DDT at massive quantities, in and out, in and out. No wonder that generation is starting to die younger. <laughs> mentioned yesterday uh, I was 13 years old dealing LSD we're the first generation that chemically altered ourselves because uh, even even the boomer ones <laughs> they didn't they didn't do it to the extent that we did it starting so young and I meant at 13 I was dealing LSD. I started doing hard drugs. I started with alcohol when I was nine. A, a raging alcoholic at nine. <laughs> uh, and by the time I was 13, was was dealing LSD. Now, compile that, uh, compound that with chasing the bug man and a bunch of other um, really destructive behaviors. It's no wonder that that generation, my generation, is not making it to 80. Surprised I made it to 60. Here I am. Uh, Craig said, uh, I'm surprised they had him out in, uh, in uh, Albuquerque. I've had, I'm surprised he knows about it. It was a great uh, giant fog machine to kill mosquitoes. It was made... Uh, it, it made the lead paint chips taste better. <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, eating. I don't know. I never. I can't imagine kids wanting to eat um, <laughs> lead paint. I remember that it would chip off and how disgusting that was. But I can't imagine somebody being so stupid. <laughs> it looks like a potato chip or whatever. Just chipping off some paint. 
Either. It's a really wacky world. But anyway, so um, <laughs> the life expectancy is dropping in America. Or at the same time, birth rates are stagnating. Now, why are birth rates stagnating? Well, uh, maybe it's because they put the, the, the stuff in the Pepsi can make your penis smaller. Maybe they make your frogs. Make a frog sterile, a Coca Cola can, lining in a Coca Cola can, make a frog sterile. Maybe it could be that. Or maybe, just maybe, women don't want to have babies as many as much anymore. <coughs> Alex Jones just fucked my, fucked up my uh, my throat. Maybe women don't. Maybe they can't. Uh, families can't afford. Maybe they're uh, saying, you know what? Because I see a lot of single parents who are happy intentionally not having children. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it's not the penis, the frog, the the Pepsi penis frog, um, I don't know, phenomena. Is that what it is? Yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi penis frog. That's what we call it. Uh <laughs> Yeah, let's get real on this Robert Kennedy thing, too. Uh, CNN, by the way, called Robert Kennedy a Republican yesterday. And he, some woman who says she's a best-selling author on Twitter, and she has like 500 followers. Yeah, you're not a best-selling. You can't be. Stephen King doesn't have 500 followers. He's got 500,000 followers or 5 million followers or something like that. You don't call yourself a best-selling author. <laughs> and I'm not saying she's lying. I'm just saying I don't believe her. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I personally don't believe her. I'm not saying she's a liar. So there's no defamation there. Okay? I'm just saying I don't believe her. Because um, if you're a best-selling author, I mean 500 followers, come on. Come on. Anyway, she also uh, claims to know Robert Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Jr. Personally. Which I'm not saying she's a liar. I'm just saying I don't believe her. Because she uh, had had posted something that said, uh, from him, a statement that said he's a multi-generational Democrat. Now, Democrat, Republican, that does not matter. But to to say you're a multi-generational Democrat, if you're not, is a lie. And he's not. His father was a Republican. His father was one of the dirtiest forms of Republican (laughs) in the 1950s. He was an aide to Senator Joseph McCarthy, not Kevin McCarthy, <laughs> the congressman, but Senator Joseph McCarthy, the blacklist, the Red Scare, uh, Hollywood blacklist guy. Robert F. Kennedy was his aide and a true believer in the cause. He was as Republican as he get. He became a Democrat in 1958 when his brother was deciding to run as a Democrat. He already was a Democratic senator, uh, but he was going to run for president as a Democrat. And that's when RFK 
changes. So he's not a multi-generation. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. That's a lie right from the start. But also, nobody who hangs out with Alex Jones and believes in the things that Alex Jones says, and he takes Alex Jones seriously on every, any level, nobody in that universe deserves to be anywhere near. They don't even deserve to be get a tour of the White House, a paid tour. They shouldn't even be in Washington, D.C. They should be in a fucking loony bin somewhere. Alex Jones, and uh, uh, is uh, whatever is wrong with it. I smoke too much. Alex Jones is the worst kind of dangerous con man and psychopath. He's a fucking psychopath. And yes, that is defamation. I guess I'm sorry, Alex. If you want to sue me, you know where to find me. Uh, and the phone number is right there: six three one seven six nine five two four two. You can dial it with your penis. If you want to, um, but it's a uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is sucking up to Alex Penis, Frog Penis, <laughs> Pepsi Penis, Pepsi Penis, Frog Penis, Alex Jones. <laughs> he can't be taken seriously, and people are really—I know Biden fell down, eighty years old. The truth is, and and of course, the Republicans will jump on that and say, look, he's not fit for office. And he's not fit for office. Nobody nobody over 60 should be fucking president. And I say that as somebody over 60. Um, So Biden falling down, the Republicans are jumping all over that. Like, like see, he's not fit for office. You're right, he's not fit for office. But neither is Trump. Have you seen Trump? Oh, my God. He's an old, fat old lady. Sorry, ladies. Uh, <laughs> how dare you call him a lady? Um, <laughs> he's no lady. He's a whore. <laughs> he's a fat old whore who's been painted orange every day. And when he's not painted orange, he looks like a ghost. Um, neither one of these guys, nobody over 60 should be president ever. So, uh, you know. I am an ageist. Yes, I'm an ageist. That's right. I am an ageist. Uh, so anyway, I don't know how I got back on the politics stuff. Oh, because Robert F. Kennedy. So the Democrats are the end. My final my thought on this, and I'll wrap this up. Maybe I'll maybe I'll figure something out to say here. I don't know. If anybody wants to join? Uh, I mean, if you want to pop on or whatever. I'm not going to be here that much longer anyway. Got to. I got things to do. I really got to get... Now, next week is full. So um, when am I taking a break, uh, a real vacation just to chill? Not in the near future. Uh, I'm fine with that. Um, but next week is, is full. Um, but I do want to get... I want to get back into targeting who I really want want to get on the program we got begin some really back to the weird rejections and all that stuff got before i'm so all over the fucking map have you noticed this maybe uh maybe a little add going on here i don't know i don't know maybe you got maybe you got pepsi penis well 
Where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah, the Democrats. <laughs> People like uh, Crystal Ball. Which, come on, her fucking parents were naming her that. I would smack her parents. Crystal Ball. And her uh, husband there, what's his name? Uh, I could see his face. Kyle Kalinske. And people like that, the, the pundits on the left. I have this big hard-on for primarying Joe Biden. Uh, and while I get that, you know, because Biden definitely is not. Listen, he's a fucking old man. And even the people who, the, the people who just fucking try to ignore that or say, well, I, you know, he, he's going to fall down, but that doesn't mean he's not a competent president. Look at look at his record, blah, blah, blah. You want to say that. The man's not fit. And so this is why they they are gung-ho. They have this hard-on for primary in them. But who do you got? You got Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's Alex Jones' protege. And you got Marianne Williams, who is... Mike Sands, <laughs> I mean, I gotta be honest. Some of the things that Marianne Williamson has talked about makes sense to me, which makes me scared that I might be losing my mind. But she hasn't really gone down the whole chakra healing uh, guide from Atlantis, uh, Kumbaya road yet in all she's been very it seems like she's had some some coaching in how to react immediately and so in the media sessions that she's been in she's been very good she's been polished probably the most polished candidate uh, with stock answers and and, and debate uh, uh, capability prepared that I've seen since, like, Clinton in 92, really. Um, but that doesn't mean she would make a good president. But so those are the two really primary challenges that they want to put up again. And they're complaining that the press isn't giving any, uh, you know, attention to these people. Well, Robert F. Kennedy doesn't deserve any attention. He's fucking crazy. You might as well fucking elect Joe Rogan. If you're going to go down, you know, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Basically, Robert F. Kennedy is him without without a podcast. <laughs> without a good podcast. Um, and then what, Marianne Williamson. And be, after that, what do you got? Nobody else, everybody else is party loyalists. Nobody's going to run it. So they're going to settle this 80-year-old geezer who falls down and call him Dark Brandon. You can call him whatever you want. He's not a tough guy. If you're... I'm sorry, Democrats. It's your turn to take one up the ass now. (laughs) If you're... (laughs) If you're defending Joe Biden as a person or a capable tough guy, uh, a strong man, strong leader, I'm sorry to say you're as much cultified as the MAGA people. He's he got the job, but that doesn't mean he should have the job. 
The problem is they're not offering up anybody any better. So it's going to come down to the next presidential election. It's going to come down to a choice. Right now it's between a feeble old man who can't be trusted with the television remote, a criminal with 34 indictments, <laughs> a pervert fascist, this DePantis, uh, DeSantis, and uh, who else do they have on their own? Oh, Chris Christie. <laughs> Chris Christie. I'm sorry now, but those are your choices, America. How do you feel about it? <laughs> this is the next presidential election we're looking at. Like, it's just uh, somebody I know who, let's face it, he's not really smart. He's not a smart guy. And not somebody I would ever ask for on advice on anything, any serious issue. He said, President Trump is the only man who could save America and anybody who thinks any difference is a fucking idiot. You're in a cult. And I, I, I'm i so tired. I'm not going to get into an argument with the guy online. But I'm so tired of this. I just want to hear one of them say, what policy, what specific policy do you uh, love that uh, Trump put in place? The wall? You mean the wall he said would be done in six months? It still isn't done? That that wall, you know, that's your big, or was it somehow moving um, the embassy in, in Israel? Was that, that's the thing you really care about the most? What else? The tax cut for the rich that that gave you a fucking peanut. I mean, that's what I want to hear. What these people who just he had four years. What did he get done that you really love? That's what I want to say. But it can't. You can't really have that conversation, an honest conversation, because it will become an argument right away. Oh, well, you're Biden. I say shit about Biden. I say, what do you love about Trump? Can we answer that without getting into an argument? Just tell me what you love. And they have to think. And then they can't think. I don't know. Because to be honest with you, I don't know any fucking policies. I, I know about that. I remember the tax cut. Yeah, I got a hundred bucks. I kind of remember that one. I do remember the wall. The wall never got built. So I can't use that. Well, lock her up. Well, she never got locked up. What the fuck? Uh, oh, yeah. Immigrants, right? Oh, no. Oh, I, the fucking uh, COVID, man. Well, no, I can't go there. So, I mean, what, <laughs> what do you got? Tell me. I mean, you can't have that conversation. If you, The minute you say, well, what is it that you actually love about Trump? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do they still don't know that he's the only one that can save America? Save? From what? From COVID? Did he save it from COVID? Oh, he did. He's going to save us from the penis cans. A Pepsi penis frog can. Lining or something. I'm not doing a very good Alex Jones. It's because the voice is a little scratchy from yesterday. That's what it is. <coughs> 
Oh, by the way, yesterday, uh, that's why it is a little scratchy from yesterday. Yesterday, I went back to the room where I played for the guy in the coma. I, I, I wasn't expecting that. I was thinking it was going to be an outdoor gig yesterday. But they put me in the room where I, I was just talking about it yesterday morning, where I actually played for one guy. He was the only one in the room, and he was in a coma. So I was in that room again yesterday, but the room was full of people in a coma. Uh, there were probably 35 people in this room. And if I say that six or seven of them were not in a coma, or at least unconscious. So uh, I turned off the PA, but then I, because... <laughs> It was a real, it's a pretty small room and it, it was packed and you didn't need to, I didn't want to, you know, rattle the whole fucking facility. So I turned off the PA and was just singing with an acoustic guitar, but then you have to sing kind of loud and, uh, which is why my voice took a beating, which is why it's going from Alex Jones to, uh, Jordan Peterson and back and forth a little bit here today. Ah, uh, well, as I, as usual, we didn't get any phone calls. I did want to check out this Google Voice to see if it was working, uh, but uh, maybe we'll do it another day. I'm not going to do it right now. I'm going to uh, just call, uh, turn this off. I stop this number sharing thing, brand, banners, whatever we got here. Turn it all off. Hide that. Uh, World Series of Comedy Link. Uh, worldseriesofcomedy.com slash Louisville. Uh, sign up for that. and Let's help uh, support Robert. Uh, get him through the first round. Well, you know, he said the judge's decision weighs a lot more. But listen, if we get enough people, they can't ignore it. And I'm not saying be a ringer. If, if you don't love his set, then don't... <laughs> Don't vote for him, but I'm saying get on there and love his set and then vote for him. That's what I'm saying. Does that make sense? No, really doesn't. Um, I think that I'm going to call it a day. Issues with Andy Day today, and it's uh, it's been an hour here. I've been rambling, and not, I have not said a damn thing in an hour. I've just been here just talking, just throwing word salad out there. Uh, and um, saying absolutely nothing about nothing. I don't know if I want to play Turn On Your Radio today. I'm looking for another song I can say goodbye with you. Oh, by the way, do I have that? Yeah, I, I Coffee With The Dog. Yeah. Is that it? Let me see. No, that ain't it. <laughs> I sent, because Kelly was asking Carl for a song yesterday on Twitter. I sent the full version of the mind dog theme that uh the rap thing and where carl and kelly are mentioned they're not mentioned in the video thing that i promo that i put out there uh because it, it said something about uh whiskey dick william conway and without william being here i thought that was kind of a little bit disrespectful so i wanted to keep that out until until such time we see william again uh but uh, so I wanted to play that uh, at least a little bit uh, for you because it's it's better with the uh, Bean Flicker Kelly <laughs> call man call the man Bean Flicker Kelly uh, lines in there, I think. And it was the first time Kelly had heard it yesterday. I'm just uh, no, I don't want to play. Uh, 
I don't. I, here's what I'm going to play today. I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, let's uh, all go to church. I know it's only Friday. Uh, maybe we can all go to a different kind of church today. But I will see you Monday. Uh, um, have a great weekend. Enjoy your issues with Andy Friday. And bye for now. <laughs> Sure.